what is going on guys welcome back to let it grow investing i am jeff and thank you very very much for stopping in i just recorded the whole episode and realized that my mic was turned off so we're gonna do this again and uh i am back from indy we are uh getting caught up on my work around here and uh, i'm gonna try to bring some uh some excitement on this one. I was uh, told by my dad that uh, I was sounded tired in the last one. So I don't know if that was just a uh, lack of sleep or the uh, the hipster cup of coffee or glass mason jar of coffee that I got served that was way too small before I recorded that last episode. I'm going to go ahead with that. It was uh, had to be that cup of coffee that uh, just did not do it for me. So we are going to get into it today. We've got, uh, before I get started, we've got links in the description for Webull, Crypto.com, Binance, and E-Trade. If you're looking to start in crypto or uh, start a brokerage account, if you want to go ahead and use those links, you will get a uh, little bit of help when you go ahead and get started. Either some free shares of stock or uh, some money to help get, uh, get you going if you make that initial deposit. So please go ahead and use those links. Um, so... Now I gotta go ahead and get back into where I was. I know I already recorded this, but uh, it is not there. But uh, so we had uh, Joe Biden come out and say that uh, you know we are fighting a lot of inflation fears. We are talking about the different things that he did and things that he wants to do. Uh, first off, was that they had released some oil reserves, uh, and basically they're they're looking to. Uh, bring down this inflation number. They're looking to get that uh, those things back in check. We've got uh, inflation at about 6.3% right now, and we're looking to get to that 2% rate. So we've got uh, about triple the inflation as what we're looking for, and ultimately they're trying to get it down. So they want uh, to kind of flood the market with some extra oil, although you know the Russia oil problem is a, is a concern. And the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of the European companies are not uh, buying their oil right now. So there's less to go around. And, uh, you know, that that goes for food and crops and things like that as well. So there's a, a lot of different problems going on there. So they're doing that. They're trying to uh, be empathetic and be on your side and and go ahead and help everyone out where they can. But, um, yeah, then on the, uh, the other side of it, they've got... Uh, He's trying to say that they're looking to de- um, stop the deficit or, or basically slow that down. So they're pretty much announcing that they're not going to um, be issuing any more basically handouts or pandemic stimulus type money. They're looking to cut that down. Uh, then on the third breath, they are saying that, you know, hey, we wanted to um, ultimately stop the or forgive some student loans for up to 150000 um, or, or for people making up to 150000 filing uh, by themselves or up to $300,000 of income when you're filing as a couple. Uh, so that I don't really think is going to work with, hey, I want to stop the, the stimulus spending, but hey, in the next breath, I want to forgive student loans. So I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between those different messages. And it's kind of confusing as to what's going on, but I don't really think you can have the one and the other uh, you know, if you basically just hand people money or you're not directly handing them the money, but you're forgiving their loans. So then they have more money to to spend on other things, which kind of continues the cycle of what we're trying to get out of. So I, I don't really understand that news there. Uh, I am not really trying to get political here. I am a registered independent. 
uh, I definitely see a mixture of red and blue. Uh, I believe more in that uh, that theory of a purple. And, uh, you know, you, you've got good things on both sides. You've got bad things on both sides. That's kind of where I stand. So, um, so that being said, we, we've got a lot of that fight that we're still trying to get through the inflation. They're trying to show you that, hey, we're, we understand that it's tough out there. But then you've got uh, gas prices going up another 10, 15 cents on the national average. Uh, you've got uh, New York going ahead and giving a tax holiday on uh, the gas prices. So that came down about 18 cents. And then you've got uh, California looking to bump their numbers up. You've got uh, they're, they're currently collecting a little bit over eight billion dollars in tax revenue from the sale of gasoline. So we've got that. And then in Maryland, where I'm at, you've got, uh, you know, two months ago when all this started going crazy, we had a tax holiday from the, the Maryland government saying, hey, we're not going to tax or we're not going to collect taxes on fuel. Uh, and that lasted uh, about a month, maybe. And now they're going to go ahead and do the opposite and raise the gas tax to from 16 cents to 20 cents per gallon. So basically, hey, yeah, we we stopped it for a while. Remember us, we did a great job. And then, oh, yeah, now we're bumping gas taxes up. So I, I really don't understand that either. It's like, if you want to do one, then why are you going to go ahead and just bump it up on the other end? That doesn't really make sense to me. But, uh, you know, I guess they need their money too. But that being said, you know, we, we definitely got to, uh, you know, get these things back online. Even if the war was over tomorrow, I don't know that people are going to rush out and buy Russian oil. I don't see that happening. So we got to figure out a way forward, whether that's producing more, using less, or a mixture of the two. I, I definitely think that is uh, pretty much what we are faced with right now. But, uh, then going forward, we've got uh, we've got Amazon, right? They're splitting up the stock. They're finally announced that they are doing a twenty-one to st- uh, twenty to one stock split, where the uh, shares are currently at about twenty-four hundred. Uh, when you split them, they're going to be about hundred and twenty dollars a piece. So that'll be going through shortly. And I want to remind you that it doesn't really change much. The market cap is still going to be the same. Uh, all the numbers are basically still going to be there, just divided by 20. So earnings per share is still going to be there. Obviously, it's going to be less because there's more shares, but the numbers are going to be, you know, a, a 20 to one ratio. It's going to be the same thing. Uh, now, what does it change? I do think that there will be some more demand. If you've got, uh, you know, it's a lot easier for people to rush out and buy, you know, a couple shares of Amazon when it's at $120. And maybe some people are like, hey, I don't I don't want to touch Amazon. It's way too rich for my blood. Um, you know, nothing really changes except for that share price. So if you could already buy fractional shares, this really doesn't change much for you if you're buying hold. Uh, it doesn't really change much else really other than uh, options. So you've got people that are buying options. You have to buy them, buy them in, in blocks of 100 shares. So your puts and calls are going to be a lot cheaper. Uh, so now that being said, I think more people, there's going to be more options action uh, on Amazon because there's going to be a, a lot more accessibility to people that aren't buying in blocks of, you know, those $2,400 share price. So there's going to be more volume there. Uh, I do think there's going to be a little bit more demand on that retail side. People are going to be buying, uh, you know, more accessible shares to them. So. But at the end of the day, nothing really changes. Yes, it did run up 4 or 5%, and it's uh, up currently again today on Wednesday. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really change much for me. 
And I will, you know, normally I like to wait a couple days, three days or so to let the uh, the market cool back down. Uh, I would like to add a couple to Amazon uh, before the split. And then hopefully we would get uh, a run up once uh, once this split does go through and more people want to go ahead and buy it. But uh, we'll ultimately see if that happens. If it comes back down a bit, I might add or, uh, you know, I might just wait until the split does happen and we'll see what happens. It might cool off then as well. We saw that happen with Tesla. Uh, so we've got all those different things there, but friendly reminder that nothing really changes. You're still getting the same value, uh, albeit at a cheaper price, but it represents less of the company. So that being said, we've got uh, Salesforce had come out and uh, had a, a pretty solid quarter. We had uh, put this one on the investing challenge this week. Uh, over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, where we are picking one of these five stocks to add $200 to, where we are trying to build a portfolio that outpaces the S&P 500 for the year. That's uh, ultimately our goal. It's been a pretty rough run. We are currently down about 11%. We were down about 20 so we're heading the right direction. But uh, ultimately, these are the, the five stocks that we are looking to add from this week. We've got... Uh, Two healthcare plays, uh, Anthem, A-N-T-M, and uh, Eli Lilly, which is going to be L-L-Y. We've got Salesforce, C-R-M. We've got the REIT, or REIT uh, Simon Property Group, S-P-G. And then we've got the industrial play of Cummins, C-M-I. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and go over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, uh, if you're not a member, please uh, ask to join up. I will uh, you know, approve it. And then... We've got uh, these there on the pinned comment. So go ahead and get your vote in and uh, go ahead and invite some uh, some other like-minded investors to uh, to take uh, part in the poll as well. That would mean uh, mean the world to me. So um, yeah, that being said, so Salesforce had a pretty good quarter. I posted this one up on the group this morning. And uh, where are we right now? We are currently, let's take a look. As I said, I had all this pulled up, but we are currently up about 10.9% on the day. We are up $17.50. Uh, currently, we're sitting at $177. So those numbers came in hot. Uh, the earnings and the, the revenue, the outlook looked pretty decent as well. And ultimately, there's just a lot of, uh, lot of chatter about this one. It is a Dow component. So this one is holding the Dow up a little bit today. I know ultimately... The Dow is down, but uh, I think a lot of it, it would be a lot worse if Salesforce had a worse day. Uh, it does trade more like a tech stock. There are a lot of people that uh, that rely on Salesforce for their, their customer relations. And uh, I think a lot of people are kind of forced into using it. Uh, from, from what I've heard, even, you know, people from Amazon, things like that are going to use Salesforce, uh, you know, a lot of the time. So, uh, one that I have held in my own brokerage account for a couple of years now, and uh, it's done pretty well. This last sell-off uh, definitely hurt. We did hit about $311 back in November, and uh, we did hit a low of $154 last week. So it's uh, it's certainly been a, a rough ride down. I do think that is one that uh, should fare well going forward. And as we know, a lot of the, the tech and, uh, and the Dow stocks have sold off pretty heavily. Uh, if people are buying the Dow for a little bit more safety than the NASDAQ, you do get Salesforce in that one. So that should help this stock as well. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I got there for you. Uh, if you're looking to uh, to purchase, 
I do think we're still at a fair value. Again, I'd probably wait a few days to let this one cool back down. If it drops into the, the 160s, it's probably a good spot for me to add uh, to this name. Uh, you know, you've, you're coming off this good quarter. It will run up and uh, hopefully it does stabilize a little bit lower and we can get uh, add, a, add a couple shares. And uh, ultimately, that's what we're looking to do is build this long term wealth and uh, ultimately have that uh, that train looking to pay us off in a few years. I'm not looking to trade this one. It is a long term play for me. So that's what I got there. But stick around. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, seven different stocks that I am looking to add right now uh, that I think you know, could ultimately, you know, help your portfolios as well. So stick around. We'll be right back and we'll uh, talk about these seven names. All right, we are back here. So what do we got? We've got uh, some stocks here to talk about. We got seven different names, two of which I think are going to be a little bit more speculative, five that are going to be more in that uh, solid large cap growth names that I, I think are going to fit uh, a lot of portfolios pretty well if you've got a long time uh, horizon of investing left. But uh, before we get into that, uh, if you could go ahead and give me a like, give me a subscribe and a uh, a share of the podcast, that would mean the world to me. And if you want to uh, invite some others to the uh, Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, even better. So that being said, let's get right into these names. And the, the first two are going to be more speculative. And uh, I know that, but uh, we do want to dollar cost average in. I don't think that we're going to hit the bottom on these perfectly. And uh, ultimately, if you've got that longer time or horizon on your investments, I think that these are going to do well for you. You know, in uh, in 2020, when we were looking at uh, Tesla, you know, it did get down into that uh, sub 100 price point. And, uh, you know, if you got it at uh, that $80 price target, great for you. But uh, also, if you bought it at 120, I think you're still pretty happy that you bought it. At uh, currently at 745 right now, I do think that uh, not many people are going to complain with those types of gains uh, in you know a short time. That was where were we? In 86 dollars on March the 3rd of 2020. Looking here on E-Trade, so if you bought uh, you know say 40 dollars higher, yes, at, at one point you might have uh, looked at it and said, hey, this is this is awful. I'm I'm down you know 30 percent. But uh, fast forward a couple of years and I think you're happy. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with these names. Could they go lower? Yes. Have they been lower? Sure. But uh, ultimately, I do think that they are names that are going to serve us well in the long term. So first one is going to be uh, Palantir. We're, we're looking at uh, Alex Karp's company. They are a little bit more cryptic in their message sometimes. Sometimes they're a little bit harder to understand what they do. But uh, they are going to be a big player in, uh, in security for the government and uh, a lot of different branches of the military and even some, uh, some commercial applications with some of their different products that they do. And uh, ultimately, I do think that uh, currently we are, where are we? Let's take a look at this price. I just had all this up, but uh, we'll, we'll cover it again. So I do think that the, the fair value is closer to that $20 price point. And currently, we are at 850. Yes, they got down to 644 on uh, May 12th. And yes, they were at $29 and some change on September 17th of last year. Uh, I do think that 850 is just way too cheap. And uh, even Kramer came out. I know not everyone's a fan, but uh, when it was sub 14, uh, you know, a few short months ago, he said that it was a buy. 
Uh, actually, he might have said that about SoFi as well. I think it was SoFi. But uh, Palantir was one that uh, has been definitely in the news uh, with, with some of the stuff that they're doing. And ultimately, I do think that it is a solid value. I do think, you know, the fair value could be up to that 22 right now. And ultimately, you know, the, the average price target is quite a bit less right now at 11 and a quarter, 11.28, uh, showing about 31% of upside. It has moved up about 30% here in the, uh, the last few weeks. So we have had some decent gains. But uh, ultimately, I do think there is a lot more upside to go on this one. Now, the next one, seeing that I just got them confused, is SoFi. And SoFi just got that bank charter. We had a, a lot of different stuff going for them. And then, you know, Biden came out and said that they wanted to do a lot of the student loan forgiveness. Well, SoFi is that fintech play that is really aimed towards millennials, online banking, online bill pay, all everything kind of in one. And uh, after that, uh, that announcement that student loan forgiveness was going to be a possible contender, it really took a nosedive. Um, and as I said earlier, I don't necessarily think that now is the time for student loan forgiveness. I think this one oversold on a lot of that news. Uh, and currently at $7.10, uh, I do think that there is a significant amount of upside on this one as well. And anytime it's under 10, I really think that it is a good buy for that long-term hold. Uh, 11 different ranked analysts have a 12-month price target of $10.23 uh, on average showing about 44% of upside. Uh, there is a, a low of seven and a high of $20. So someone's, you know, definitely a little bit more bullish on it at that $20 price point. I think it will get there. I do think it might take a little bit longer than that 12 months. But both of these are going to be more speculative plays for me. They are going to be smaller plays. They would be that tier three or just a small speculative position, maybe 1%. Uh, just depends on your portfolio and overall what you want these names to do for you. Uh, as we've seen, I don't like to really go super heavy on these speculative plays. And, uh, I like to keep a realistic, um, kind of viewpoint on them and where I want to have them in my portfolio. And I don't want them to overrun too much of, uh, of the overall weight of what I got going on. So speculative, but uh, I do think that they have a lot of growth potential for you out there. Now, uh, going into some of the larger cap ones, and this is one that we had talked about, uh, Many times. I, I know it was in some of the investing challenges. I know that uh, you know a lot of people did like it, but it did get beat up badly. Uh, and that one is going to be PayPal. This, this is the first one here. So great management, great balance sheet. Uh, I like the business. I like what they're doing. Um, you know, I think it is a great buy under $100. PE is currently at 28 times. I think that is more than fair for this growth. And uh, currently, it, we were probably trading where lower than where we were pre-pandemic. We were at uh, 116 on January 8th of 2020. And uh, that was kind of the high right before the, uh, the drop of the pandemic. And now we are at 83. So I do think that we have oversold. I think, uh, you know, there was a lot of that pull forward effect on some of the uh, the online bill pay or, you know, people ordering food or groceries or whatever they needed during the pandemic. It did get up to that 310 price point. We did ride that uh, that roller coaster down. It was a big hill to fall down. But uh, overall, I do think that this one is a great long term 
winner, especially sub 100. So 83 is definitely a uh, a discount to me. And uh, you know, we did hit $71.83 on the 12th of May, and we have come up a bit. And uh, I do think that uh, we you know we could trend back down a little bit lower, but ultimately one that I think is going to reward us nicely over the next uh, three to five years. Uh, so currently about $100, uh, $127 is the average price target, and that's 31 analysts. Uh, and there's currently about 53% of upside in that price point. So certainly one that I think will serve you well going forward, uh, but definitely do your own uh, homework as to what you think it's going to do and know that if this one is the right spot for you. Uh, number two on this, uh, the, the larger cap plays is going to be Airbnb. Now, I, I just stayed in an Airbnb. You, you get the whole house or the whole, uh, you know, whatever they're renting. You get your own private uh, apartment or things like that. Most of the time, they're they're well furnished and you've got, uh, you know, appliances or a kitchen, kind of the whole setup rather than just a hotel room. So if someone's looking to go somewhere for work, uh, you know, they're going to do a longer term rental. You can do that on Airbnb. Uh, that's definitely a nice setup if you need, uh, you know, a little bit more space or you're bringing your family with you. That's uh, certainly a good way to go, um, you know, so you can get a lot more variety as to what you want to rent, where you want to go, and ultimately how you want to stay versus traditional hotels. Uh, plus, I mean, I think it, uh, it definitely works well for a group to have uh, more people in, in one spot rather than separate hotel rooms if, if that's kind of what you're looking for in your travel plans. But uh, they, they currently had a decent quarter. And uh, they are also saying, hey, we're going on offense. We're, we're kind of going all in on this. And I do think that the summer months are really going to be uh, kind of their time to shine. A lot more people looking to travel. So the spring numbers were good. I think summer's going to be better. That's where I'm at. Uh, 28 analysts agree with me. We currently have about 61.5% of upside for a average price target of 189.48. Uh, so I do think that uh, this could be one that is going to bolster your portfolio. I currently do not own any Airbnb. That is the only one on this list that I do not own, but I am strongly thinking about starting a position down at these 117 levels. Uh, now, number three, we talked about it earlier. I didn't have the, uh, actually, no, we talked about it in the the one version that uh, I didn't have the mic on. So uh, Google is uh, is number three. The peg ratio got too low. And uh, I think it is just way too cheap to ignore. It is currently trading at a 1.1 peg ratio, which is a 44% discount to its five-year historical average. Um, and that being said, the upside on this one is uh, 41%. So it's about where that historical peg uh, kind of comes into play. So I think, hey, yeah, we're, we should be trading higher. We got beat down on some of the people saying, hey, we're not looking to advertise as much. But ultimately, I do think Google is going to fare well going forward. So that is definitely one of my uh, most bullish positions right now. And uh, then the next one's going to be a little bit more uh, controversial. And that one is going to be uh, Facebook or Meta platforms. So regardless if you like Meta or the Meta Metaverse or not, I do think that Facebook is going to be a long-term winner. They had some problems before that, uh, you know, other social media platforms that were kind of after them and trying to eat their lunch sort of thing. But uh, they kind of came out on top. And uh, they, they do have uh, great profits, great margins. And overall, it is a strong business. And, you know, I still think that people are kind of 
being a little overdone on the uh, the selling and uh, the business, you know, slowing recession fears. And I do think that people are still going to be advertising on Google and Facebook. Uh, and with that being said, Facebook uh, currently also about forty three and a half percent of upside for an average price target of 278 from a current price of 193. Uh, looks to be a, uh, a solid play long-term for me. I think it got too cheap. The uh, the PE is way down from where it historically trades at a 14.6 uh, price to earnings multiple here. And uh, just one that I think is just too cheap to ignore. And then for number five, if you've been around here for a while, you probably already know that, uh, that stock is Tesla. I kind of alluded to it, uh, saying it got down to that $80 price point uh, during the pandemic. And currently we are $740 and some change. And uh, I do think that this one has a lot of room to run. Yes, they have some problems in the, uh, the Shanghai plant right now with uh, COVID lockdowns and things like that. But uh, overall, I do think the, uh, the world really is looking for alternative energy sources and not to burn so much in the way of fossil fuels. Tesla is going to do that. Uh, they also have a lot of other businesses that I don't necessarily think that a lot of people have priced in, whether it be the insurance or solar or uh, robo taxis, autonomous driving, full self-drive, all these other businesses that they're looking to do. I do think that those are going to fare well for them as well. So for that reason, I'm going to be bullish on Tesla long term. Currently, it is my largest position. I would add if it gets back down into the 600s. Uh, I did miss it on this past drop uh, when it went uh, right under the $700 mark this this past couple weeks. But, um, you know, just not enough money to to buy all the stocks at once. And like I said, this is already my largest position. Uh, I do have some some more funds I'm looking to put into play. Google and Tesla would probably be at the top of my list. But all these are, are great picks. And uh, I do think that a lot of them have just gotten too cheap. So, uh, with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much for stopping in and uh, take care. Be safe out there. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.